Welcome to Driving the Sea Bus, featuring insights from individual contributors from all corners, nooks, and crannies of the Columbus, Ohio region. Our goal is to get to the why of our evolving and eclectic environment, which we all share by the people driving the bus. Today on Driving the Sea Bus, we uh, we welcome Kip Morris. Kip's currently serves as President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Central Ohio. We're just going to call it the BBB from now on, because uh, that's kind of a tongue twister. Um, he is uh, also um, uh, founded the National BBB Center for Character Ethics. He resides in Worthington, Ohio, so he's local here in the Sea Bus with his wife and three daughters. So, with that, without further ado, uh, welcome Kip Morris. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. Hey, I see that you've been here uh, for almost 40 years or over 40 years. Tell me a little bit about how Columbus has changed over that period of time. Well, you know, first and foremost, I think what I've, my big takeaway is how it hasn't changed. And that's really what's neat is that um, I've spent some time away um, up in Maine and then I spent some time in Florida. And each time, I didn't know whether it was going to be kind of my destination, whether I was going to be moving out of central Ohio. And had great times in the places that I was at, but I always, you know, I, I was even asked, you know, in northeast Florida quite a few times, you're not from here, are you? <laughs> and, and so I kind of, I knew that, um, okay, this is a little strange because I'm so used to um, kind of a culture where people would recognize you, uh, people were really friendly, didn't matter what part of town you were in, you'd always run into somebody you know. Um, people had kind of the same values, um, not that the other areas didn't have good values, but they had this, the same values and you kind of, um, you know, the camaraderie around, uh, okay, what school did you go to and, you know, the, the rivalries that existed and that type of thing. Um, you always had uh, that feeling that you were kind of amongst a, a bigger family. Gotcha. Yeah, Columbus is a is a big family. It's a big small town. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I mean, you know, people say that, and you and, and you think, well, that, that that's going to get worn out, or it's not going to be true, and it, it it stays. It's you know, it, it's been that way for a long time, and it really hasn't changed. Um, with a lot of the growth, what's neat is that um, it it gets it becomes a lot more um, socially diverse. Um, you get a lot of. Uh, I love the fact that we have the young entrepreneurs and social enterprises and and the different aspects coming in that are really kind of challenging some of the the norms and and that adds a, a nice spice to the to the town no that's great you know i agree completely agree I, the columbus is really a group of entrepreneurs i mean it's very entrepreneurial that's why we're i think we're a great test area for a lot of industry and and fast food and all the all the other things you know uh, micro brewers are now you know testing all kinds of brews on us right they're doing oh, all yeah. kinds of different things <laughs> which is enjoyable and that's uh, right and there's a test city uh, storytelling event that's coming up it's uh, that's really going to be talking about um uh, social issues and um and so you know it has been kind of that that startup um type of a of a feel and uh, the more and more um i talk to, to young entrepreneurs they're, they are so well connected within themselves. And I think one of the tricks is going to be connecting them with a lot of the existing businesses uh, moving forward. Gotcha. Now, shifting gears on you here, the Better Business Bureau has been around for how many years here in Central Ohio? 
98. Only 98 years. <laughs> 98 years. And, uh, and just give me the 10-word the elevator speech if you were to ask somebody, well, what's the Better Business Bureau all about? And well, we're advancing trust in the marketplace, and we're driving consumers to trustworthy businesses. Um, and so, you know, from there, um, I can get into a little bit more of, of explaining to individuals that, uh, you know, our goal is to make sure that consumers and donors are, have a place to go that they can trust, and they can find out, are they going to have a good experience? Is it a perfect system? No, but it's a system by which we can kind of evaluate what our culture is in our community and uh, and give reports on businesses um, so that uh, people have good experiences. Gotcha. You know, uh, you know, a lot of folks that are business owners themselves, you know, kind of juggle and, and wrestle with, you know, should I be a member of the Better Business Bureau? Is that is that membership, uh, you know, worth you know, worth the time and effort and such and so forth. And, and I guess I would say to that, just knowing been a member for a good long time in previous businesses and such and so forth, that, that it is, a, it is good. But what, how do you, how do you uh, and your people make that value proposition to business owners when they're, they're really counting their pennies, right? Because making a profit is not an easy thing. Yeah, they're counting their pennies. And that, that makes it really tricky because we have always been adamant that you sell the mission. And we do that because, the BBB was formed by business people that got around a table nearly 100 years ago and said, we want to protect the free enterprise system. We want to have the conversations around developing the standards so government doesn't come in and have to um, start to regulate. There's a responsibility in the free markets to be able to do that. Um, we want to tell that story. And that used to get the job done. And like you said, people are saying, okay, now you know, I can get some of these services that I get from the BBB. I can get them all over the Internet. Well, yeah, there were a lot of for-profits have been formed based on what the Better Business Bureau was formed on in terms of, you know, can you get trust from uh, different algorithms on the Internet? The BBB still is that organization that um, has boots on the ground, knows their community. You know, I, I always tell a story. I have, a, I have an 18-year um, employee that has been working in the home improvement industry um, for all 18 years. I mean, she knows the players in Central Ohio. She knows the people that are come and go. She knows the really good ones. She knows what the those business cultures are. So, you know, that's a, that's an important um, aspect. So we make sure that we um, keep up with the times because there's a lot that we have to do relative to making sure that uh, when a consumer is looking for a t particular business or a particular um, service, that they are um, able to find the Better Business Bureau information. And that's been the um, kind of the, the biggest emphasis of late is to make sure that the business has that value knowing that, yes, consumers are checking on their company. And um, eight out of ten times, they're going to choose to be doing business with an accredited business um, over a non-accredited because they say, okay, the BEB is a trusted third party that's evaluated them based on standards. And if we, if we continue to do that consistently, then there's that value that's built in. And it's our challenge to communicate that to the businesses because, they, yeah, they're, they're counting their pennies. That's right. Well, on the other side of things, too, uh, I mean, don't you think that um, having that advocate there, the, the neutral advocate to be a mediary when you have a business – and, and a consumer or, or a business, it could be B2B, right? It could be the Absolutely. Could be B2B or yeah, that B2P happens or that way quite B2P a bit. B2P or whatever, all the B2Ps. Yeah. You could have all of that. But the fact of the matter is you, having a neutral party that's not a regulator, for instance, in your business. Like in my business, you know, we have one too, but it's called the Federal Reserve. And you don't <laughs> want to have a conversation with them or complaints going to them. It's always nice to be able to have someone at least let the customer down and simmer 
or the you know the the party that thinks they've been wronged and 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 then you guys can put it into words because a lot of times they are so frustrated that they can't communicate you know their words properly and that gives the business time to address the issue it also creates a buffering time for the for the consumer or somebody that's been wrong to be able to to just take a break for a second take a deep breath and now let's talk about it again and then you keep record of that right yeah absolutely that's how you become accredited though is doing the right thing how you handle your complaints and how you respond to them and uh interestingly we brought in a consultant about 10 years ago uh, kind of take take a look at our entire process around mediation, conciliation, and, and arbitration. And the feedback was get them to the offer of mediation or arbitration quicker. Uh, mediation quicker, really, because the, the goal was that the longer that we let it sit and kind of bounce back and forth and try to get a resolution, the more entrenched they were in their position, and the, all of a sudden they start to get a little bit nasty with one another. If we can move them right along to mediation, our folks are trained in that, and if they don't get the job done, then we do a formal mediation with uh, volunteers from the community. Um, they come in, and like you said, it's that third party. It's amazing when they get um, across the table with, from somebody, and all of a sudden um, they start to say, okay, what is fair? What is right? I, I, can't, I can't slip by and try to get something in on this. Consumers and businesses, <laughs> believe me. Uh, consumers are um, oftentimes are asking for um, uh, more than they're um, due. And, uh, and so that third party to evaluate it and say, um, he- here's a, a resolution I think that's acceptable to both parties. Mm-hmm. Now, come on, man. I mean, we, we're in a day and age with podcasts and social media and everything else. How come social media isn't the way to go and, and better business bureaus kind of seen better days? Tell me, tell me, what, why, tell me why that you know, it matters anymore. Why does it matter? Well, it matters because, again, going back to um, you can do a lot of algorithms and try to figure out whether a, um, a company is trustworthy. Um, but to have an organization that's been around that understands the community is huge. But with that being said, a lot of what's taken place on the Internet is good for the BUB because you don't, uh, you don't survive as a, as a nonprofit if you continue to think like a nonprofit. And so it forced us years ago, 10 years ago, um, I can tell you, you know, I had conversations with Angie of Angie's List, and they started by utilizing our reports. I mean, that was the, the bulk of, of what the, um, started their company in terms of the meat of what they were providing. Um, so that's great. So what we've done is instead of trying to compete with all that venture capital and the money that's going into those different um, resources is we're the educational piece. So um, through APIs and the ability for them to utilize our information, now you'll see we've got hundreds of partners. And so our information is out there, whether they're accredited, their rating, and then connections to their customer reviews. Whatever they want to feed into their data, um, they can do that. Banks have started to do that. Banks say, I want to find out a little bit about this small business that I'm getting ready to give a loan to. And some banks have said, well, why can't I just set up an API where I, can, I have that information built into my reports automatically, in real time. And so we're kind of being utilized as that tool rather than saying, I'm going to go spend, you know, $50 million to drive people to, our, to um, the BEB. Um, we're still the, uh, I think we're around the 700th most visit, visited website in the country. We had gotten up to the 250th, and then things got very competitive, and the BEB really had to um, not look at ourselves as a federated model and try to get into a just BBB.org understand how Google operates, do the different things from a data quality perspective, 
And so we're doing a lot that, um, that the for-profits are doing, as well as um, partnering with a number of them to, uh, to accomplish that same goal. That's great. Well, great answer. I came at you hard there, Kip. You handled that well, pretty well. Well, we better be ready to answer <laughs> that or we're not going to be around well, for very long. Yeah, thanks for getting real. Well, you know, the other thing, too, for, the, I guess, uh, you know, the listeners to remember is that, that you know, the Better Business Bureau is a way for everyone to put their cards on the table. So through social media, you really only get one, you know, one avenue a lot of times. And, and companies take big risk in answering a lot of questions or, or trying to handle things on social media because, you know, if you're unwilling to come face-to-face to solve your issues, you're really not, you're really not interested in solving your issue. Right. Right? That's exactly right. And um, so I'm run by a board of directors of... Uh, volunteers. Volunteers, um, business people. And I have public member slots to kind of represent the consumer side and, and the law enforcement and so forth. And so when we decided that we were going to go with um, customer reviews, it was a big topic for a number of years. And um, our board was adamant, as well as uh, the BBB system nationally, that BBBs were able to actually provide, um, that businesses were able to provide the um, uh, response to any kind of a complaint. So. Um, just like you said, if somebody wants to try to go out there and bash somebody, the BBB, before we'll even post something, we verify that they were actually a customer, and then we give the business an opportunity to say, yes, that's a customer of mine, and give their side of the story before we even publish it. So when we started doing that, we flipped the switch. Um, I drove home. I got home, and I, we had two reviews. We never announced it once. So consumers were expecting to be able to provide reviews. And about 60, 63% of them are positive. So it's not just about bashing. We want to make sure our businesses have an opportunity to, to tell the good stories. That's great. You know, um, what are some of the pressing issues in your field of, I mean, really, your, your field is, is a collaboration field, right? I mean, and now you are starting, are, are, uh, the educational arm, uh, as you talked about earlier, is, is a larger part of what you do um, with the Center for Character Ethics, and uh, and now on a national level, uh, we were on a call together. Uh, you were in Washington, and I joined by telephone, I think, right? Yep. And we were we were talking to all the financial institutions that service the military uh, military installations, right? Yep. About reputation risk, and and um, so that that type of education, did they buy into that? Did what what did they have to say after I got off the phone? Yeah, they did. And then I, I um, <laughs> the, the funny story is that they asked me to speak at the uh, Watergate Hotel in D.C. <laughs> on ethics. On ethics, so, yeah, that's great. So I started off with that, and I got a chuckle out of them. But um, but yes, they are interested in um, the Association of uh, um, Military Banks of America um, are very interested in making sure that those banks um, have ways of continuing their education around ethics. And so we developed a trust assessment tool that businesses can kind of evaluate their culture. You helped out immensely in, in conveying that, um, that, that businesses gain a lot from doing that and being a part of that. And so, um, yeah, we submitted a proposal to them and we're kind of waiting to see how much they want us to take on with them. Oh, that's great. Um, we also ask, uh, ask uh, just some pressing issues in the field that you are dealing with and and you and the two ones that that you actually talked about was a speed to market 
And I'm assuming that you're talking about speed to market with businesses then, or define speed to market. Speed to market is, um, you know, when consumers state they need something a certain way, then we better be able to deliver it pretty quickly because if we don't, someone else will. Gotcha. And so um, it gets back to kind of the BEB nonprofit federated model. I just got back from D.C. on the national board, and we spent a lot of time focusing on um, what, what barriers do we need to eliminate so that we can get to market quicker. And uh, so making sure that we can do that. And I think that's true with anybody. Um, everybody's realizing that um, you can have a good idea, but if you sit on it for six months, you know, all of a sudden you're behind the game. And so um, getting uh, things to market a lot quicker is, is crucial. And you also cite deciphering authentic means of gaining trust. Yeah, so uh, I think that's getting back to there's a lot of pretenders out there on the Internet, and there's a lot of people that are trying to make money by, um, by uh, suggesting that, the, that their databases have trustworthy businesses. And we see it oftentimes trying to evaluate, okay, can you actually get a good experience with this, uh, this program or this um, uh, um, app that, you, that might be de developed? Um, making sure that uh, you're utilizing the Better Business Bureau and, and the resources that we have free of charge to consumers is, is still critical. And so um, making sure that we're quick to market with, uh, you know, having it first and foremost on, on Google when you're doing your searches, then that's, that's kind of critical to us. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, it, it, finding ways for people to, uh, to generate trust has everything to do with ethics, right? I mean, absolutely. That, it seems to me that's the, people can instantly gain trust with someone if they, uh, for a couple of uh, really simple, basic things like returning a phone call or, Admitting that you were wrong, or, um, or, or speaking the truth speaking, with com compassion. Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's right. You've got to lay it out there. So and, I mean, the, the way that people think about trust and building trust is uh, is very unique because it it usually uh, it, it takes an action of the person that's uh, you know, that that the uh, consumer is trying to to gain trust with. Uh, for them to gain trust, right? It's not because they have a flashy brochure. Or it's not because they can talk well or whatever. It's about their actions and how they handle themselves. Absolutely. I think it's, uh, you know, that that's that relationship building. That's um, developing relationships and, and um, building that reputation. We talk about it in terms of uh, once you get to that point where you've kind of, you're, you become uh, trustworthy in the community, um, people are more inclined to forgive you for mistakes because they know that everybody makes mistakes and, uh, um, and you get repeat business and you get referrals and those, those things start happening once you've uh, developed that trust within um, uh, a relationship. Yeah, the speed of trust we talk about around here quite a bit, and and uh, there's nothing better. Uh, we tell our clients, especially, you know, we've used, uh, you have to have trust. Mm -hmm. If you don't have trust, there's no relationship. You might as well wash your hands and move on. Um, we find, especially when businesses or individuals have a, have a hardship, if they can come in and tell us the truth and, we can, and they agree that we can help them, there's really nothing that we can't do with them. You know, I find that across all businesses. There's always a way to work it out. Yeah, you know, there's I mean, always a way to come to some sort of conclusion that would be somewhat beneficial to both parties. And that's really what the BBB is, um, you know, I think in, in Covey's speed to, uh, uh, speed to Trust, it was competency and character. And so the two, you know, pillars of, of competency are really covered by the BBB, and the two pillars of character are covered by our Center for Character Ethics. And so, you know, you have to have all four of those. And so if somebody comes to you and says, uh, you know, we can do this, we can do this, but you don't trust them, then they really can't do it. But if they have all those, um, you know, those pillars, then 
uh, you know, good things can, can come from it. That's awesome. Now, you gave it some pieces of advice as well. And, uh, and the first one is do not ever forget the responsibility a leader or an owner has in a free enterprise. So that's a, a pretty sage piece of advice. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I remember um, back in the 90s, um, we had, uh, I think we had three board members from Grove City. And uh, I had board members that told me that I needed to meet Tiny McComb. And, and they said, uh, um, and they knew, they knew of him, and they said, um, uh, you need to communicate um, what the BBB is all about because this is what he is all about. And so and I'll, I, I never forgot that. And I think then when I started to uh, get to know you, um, I appreciated that, you know, that connection as well. And he understood it, and a lot of the um, business people that um, have been on our governing board, I don't look for big names or I, I look for integrity and, and business owners that say, I understand the responsibility. Sometimes the work is not flashy, but um, uh, it's important because it's around integrity. Gotcha. And, and also you say collaborate wherever possible. It's not about you. Yeah, I, especially with the work that we have to do. And the um, fire truck's not coming for us. So we're okay. <laughs> we're we're good. <laughs> yeah, I think collaboration is, is critical because there's, um, there's so many people doing great work. And if there's... You know, I, I use the the autism um, work that's being done in, in Central Ohio as kind of a, a a big point, and that is that there's lots of people that are focusing on autism, but there hasn't been a collaboration yet. There hasn't been everybody getting together and say, "Let's make a huge change in that arena." Um, what you know, where are people struggling, and how do we get them to move in force? And right now, it's really splintered. You got to jump all over, and you have to. Um, you have to talk to 20 people to figure out where the, the one place that you can get help from. That's great. You know, we've talked a lot about the Better Business Bureau ethics and, uh, and, and what you guys are doing in the space, and it's very rewarding. Um, your, your chapter, I'm sure, is uh, of the Better Business Bureau is one of the most successful in America, would you say? Uh, we're right there at the top. Yeah, we're right there at the top in a lot of the categories. There's a lot of great BBBs in the country, um, but uh, we like to um, we like to be a leader in a number of those programs you mentioned. We're real proud of the fact that there's 50 BBBs that are doing torch awards. There's about 50 that do student integrity awards, and and those are things that were um, started here in in our test city of Columbus. Yeah, that's so, awesome. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, shifting gears a little bit about our local environment here in the Columbus region, what do you enjoy most about Columbus? Well, I um, love the fact that we have the Blue Jackets. Um, uh, I love the – I play tennis, so I love the fact that we have uh, real competitive clubs all around town, and uh, in the summer we can uh, um, uh, play a lot of tennis. Um, obviously, we've got great restaurants and great events and festivals and so forth. So, you know, there's never really a weekend where you can't uh, uh, think of something to do and, and go to a, a different place. The struggle is, is making sure that you find a great place and that you don't continually go back to that. Because, you know, if you do, you think, no, wait a minute, somebody mentions, you know, a whole other area of town that you haven't even experienced. And, and you're like, we need to venture out and go check that out. So uh, there's so many places to go. Um, that's the struggle is to, you know, get yeah, out and where see Where to go them. next and yeah. getting out to see them all. I'm kind of a creature of habit, you know, so right. I, I get in a certain routine and, you know, I really like that black lick burger at Flanagan's, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I agree with you getting out and there's so much to do and see. I mean, we really are the envy of the Midwest with what we have going on right now. It's super special. 
Oh, when I, I was, we went out and ate at Oscars uh, last weekend, and uh, and we were up there on that little balcony looking out across it at all the new development at Bridge Park, and, and it Dublin, was unbelievable. Yeah. That's you right know, to see that what was happening over there. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a neat little place there, and now they're building the big bridge. I don't know if it's done yet across the way. Or? No, but I think the bridge was supposed to come right up to where we were standing, almost there yeah. by Oscars, connecting yeah. the. Yeah, the Great Divide right there yeah. in Dublin. So now Dublin's going to have two downtowns, you know. They so really will. Really neat. Well, now it's your turn. Uh, you can ask uh, ask me whatever you'd like to ask me. So uh, what would you like to ask me? Well, I, I think uh, since you played hardball on that one question, maybe I'll, I'll uh, turn the table and say uh, – <laughs> How would if you were on, if, if you were selling for me? I want to get some. I want to get some fodder from you. If you were selling um, for me, selling the mission of the BBB, um, knowing what you know and knowing how how intentional you are at Heartland about um, uh, high character, um, how should I be communicating to businesses? Is it the mission or is it the value or is it a little bit of both? No, I think you guys do a really good job of communicating. Value. Uh, you know, just I bring back an, a, a, an experience that we had together. You know, where I didn't. At one time, I you know, times were tough in 2006 and five and four. We were not following all the other banks into the woods and doing things that they weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. We refused to do that. We were shutting down areas of our business that were fraught with uh, giving the wrong advice in the mortgage area and things of that nature. You know, we weren't doing that, but we didn't want to become you know we weren't competitive at all so we thought what the heck why be in that business if it's going to be this way well during that time we were cutting costs one of the things we cut was our membership to the bbb next thing you know my phone rings it's you know i got a call from you i got a call from lonnie alonzo from columbus <laughs> pest control who's been one of your longtime board members and he said hey you know you need to at least talk to kip what are you doing you know this is you need to be part of this this is why and you know i was at that point i was in cost cutting mode i was kind of disgusted with the environment that we were in i saw we saw the train wreck getting ready to happen we tried to tell everybody um, but you guys came out and you really made a, uh, a you know, put these, uh, a lot of the discussion that we've had today on the table and said, hey, you need to be part of this. And by the way, here are three or four other things that we do. And what we ended up doing uh, from that point is taking uh, a lot of those uh, lessons in ethics and some of the tools that you provide and, uh, and a survey, the ethical survey, that started a whole other uh, culture really here at Heartland where we started to listen to our people and taking in that uh, in our in our customers and all that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I guess um, when I'm out there pushing the BBB on the street, you know, to young entrepreneurs, they'll say, "Well, you know, I don't really have time to do that, or I don't have the money and effort." I tell them they really can't afford not to do it because they need to have that advocate. And plus, you can uh, really interface these lifelong lessons, building the speed of trust internally, so you can emulate it externally. Yeah, and uh, I really appreciate that because th- when I hear that, what I do is I invite them in. And so I, I don't invite them to a website. I invite them in and I say, come over and meet with us so that um, I can learn a little bit more about you and I can figure out how to connect you with the established businesses in our com- community that want to work with you. And I, we had a meeting this morning with a, with a business. Usually every day someone comes in, we talk to them, and I try to connect them with um, companies that you know they should be talking to. Well, that's great. Well, you guys do a great job here in Central Ohio. Anything else? Any last words you want to give us before we wrap things up? No, I really appreciate this offer, and uh, I appreciate Heartland being uh, right here in in Central Ohio. I think that's uh, tremendous. Good deal. Well, Kip, you do a great job. Your people do a great job. And Central Ohio is really blessed to have such an organization there representing all of its large, medium, small businesses and representing all the consumers that are here to those businesses. So you guys are real uh, bridge makers, and and that's important. That's how – 
things happen, and thanks for driving the C-Bus. Well, thank you very much. I'd like to thank Kip for his insights and individual contributions to the Central Ohio region and, and for helping businesses bridge the gap uh, to, to having quality relationships and risk mitigation and, and ethics with their clients. Um, it's a very, very important uh, thing that the Better Business Bureau does. I would recommend it highly to all the business owners and, uh, and folks that are listening out there, as well as you consumers. It's a great way to get, uh, to get your uh, issues resolved. If you're interested in more information about our guests or our podcast, click the link below. Remember, our region is what we make of it, so let's continue to drive the C-Bus forward. I'm Scott McComb. Thank you for joining us. Thanks.